calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to episode two of Blood Culture. My name's David. And I'm Lance. We're going to rejoin you after the show to chat about Blood Culture and about the, the story, but in the meantime, is episode two. When we lose one of our own, one so bright, so sharp, so full of potential, we must take time to remember them. You can walk into a place that you know so well and in an instant know that something is wrong. Hey, what's up? You call out but no one responds. Hey, what's, what's going on? It's only fitting that we say farewell to them as they set off on the great journey that awaits us all. No one makes eye contact. No one wants to acknowledge you or each other or what is happening between them. Death. The great change agent that keeps our species moving forward. It renews. It reinvigorates. It is the engine of progress. You should take a seat, Aisha. I know it's been a shock. Kim rests a hand on my shoulder. Just try and do what work you can. Staining me with her false concern. Everything will be cleared up in good time. We must have a time for sorrow. We must close our doors and gather together as a company, as a family, and look to each other. I gaze out over the vast atrium at the bowed heads and weary faces patterned with brittle morning light. I look down and there is a digital photo frame discarded at my feet. Images of Richard Dreyer sliding across its screen. Watch your neighbor. Look out for them, for their health, for the tells and signs that may indicate that they too might be in need of intervention. If you believe that they're ill, then tell us, 
and the company will do all it can to protect them, cleanse them, and ensure that we can all carry on unimpeded. Aisha, I know this must hurt. We have been assigned a designated grieving period, and if you would like to visit the Metawell Center, there are counselors available if you are feeling Get that your you hands off me. Fenny, what's going on? What, what happened to Luca? Aisha, I'm sorry. It was last night. I know you liked him. I, I saw him. He. Oh, it was like he was saying goodbye to me. It was a fit at home in his bed. But I saw him here. No one knew he had epilepsy. Fenny, I saw him here last night. His record. Pull his health data now. What? Oh, God. Quick, Fenny, get on with it. Get his data off the system now. Okay, I'll, I'll get it. Copy everything, get it all, before they manage to shut it down. All right. There you go, honey. You relax. Look, I got this for you. What is it, Dad? Well, it's that pink and yellow cake you like, isn't it? Battenberg cake? Uh -huh. I thought you were meant to be into macrobiotic foods these days. I oh, don't worry about that. That used to be your favourite, didn't it? Told you to look after you. Well, with that shock and everything, now, now you put your feet up. I'll get a brew on. So, this Luca lad, if he was right, what are you going to do about it? Oh, what can I do? Think about it. I mean, Luca's data was blocked. They said he died at home, but he was at work. What can I prove? There is no evidence. I should at least put up a fight. Oh, what, like Livy did? Scream and run around and spit at the boss? No, pointless. Well, he puts down a marker. Tells the world who you are. Oh, the kettle's boiling over. Oh, oh, Better deal with it. Oh, God. Look, Richard and his lot, you don't care who you really are. Just a bunch of numbers to them. Oh, you know a lot of tech entrepreneurs, do you? Uh, I, I know their type. I mean, before, you know, money men, users. All of them just empty on the inside. You aren't like them, Aisha. You were raised to believe in something. So I go off and fight, do I? What if I lose my job? Look, what are you going to do? I survive like I always have. On a diet of joints in Battenberg, Kate. Well, it don't matter what I do. You've got more important things to worry about. This is your chance to make a difference, Aisha. Don't let it go. I have a sense of my mother, of Renita, as a person, but only really from what Dad has told me. Mostly I only have a hazy pool of recollections of her with people, of the trust they put in her and of her openness. But there are memories, crystal sharp and strong, that I know must have happened, but they've become like a fantastic tableau, set and fixed in my mind. protest in East London, 
We're in a council estate, bottlenecked by the police. The crowd heaves and shouts. Stones are thrown and there is a baton charge and mum in the middle of it all. The tide of bodies breaking around her. There, and then there's a kid. A copper. In the middle who's been hit in the face and she goes over to him, lifts his helmet off and just cradles him. <laughs> It doesn't matter who he is, that he's police or that she's in danger. She just saw his hurt, his need. And she took that risk. She saw that person, forgot herself, forgot who he was, and she just went to him. I mean, there is absolute honesty in that action that cut through circumstance and prejudice. And there was bravery. I could never be that brave. I could never be that person. Sit still, will you? Just lean back on the couch and relax. We have to do this. We have to. The whole company is having this done. Me as well. Well, you definitely think that you can bear in my results. I blood test everyone here. And then I'm the one who has the first pass over them. Trust me, no one will know. God, this is insane. Here you go. The needle hits my vein. My blood runs up its length. My future flowing with it. Thank you for doing this. Maybe you can give me a reward. You know, maybe we can actually meet outside work. Why would we want to do that? Oh, oh. okay, look, when I get some time away from Dad, I will definitely, I promise you. Yeah, between your job and your pops, there isn't much room for anything else in your life, is there? Oh, Fenny, I do notice you. You do matter to me. Anyway, don't worry. At this rate, I won't have a job for much longer. I'll bury your results. Trust me. Oh, I mean, blood testing the entire staff. God, they really are spooked, aren't they? It's Richard. I think he wants his staff perfect. You're his meatware, and he wants you to be just like his data. Uncorrupted and pure. Really doesn't care, does he? I mean, he abuses us and we just fall on our knees and thank him for the privilege. Fenny, um... Can you do something for me? Get me Lucas' home address, will you? Ooh, hang on. You go down that route and you're going to be entering a world of trouble. You can't go up against this whole corp on your own. No, I won't be on my own. I've got you, haven't I? Huh? And I've got Livy. And you know what? Lucas dead. Three others have died. Let's do something about it. Look, why can't I come in with you? Let's talk to her together. Because Shireen is what you'd call a metahead. She won't be able to cope with you. <sighs> What's her problem? Well, your hair, what? the piercings, the rest of you, and the fact that you attacked her boss last week. Yeah. Plus, her flatmate just died. <sighs> that enough for you? <sighs> but when I'm in there, you distract her. Get her outside for just a few minutes, okay? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. going in. Open the window if you're going to smoke and leave the stereo alone. No dubstep. All right. All right. God. He was ill. We all knew he was ill. Yeah, he was very pallid when I last saw him. I mean, he told me he'd lost a nail. A fingernail. Oh. That 
come off in the sink. I mean, that's bad, right? Mm -hmm. I should have said something. No, no one is blaming you. Tell Kim that. She's been putting it all on me. Oh, well, look, she's, she's swerving her own guilt, isn't she? So tell me, I mean, how did they find him? He had his health tracker on. His signs went flat and they came for him. No police? Not yet, no. The police aren't coming, are they? Only if they need to. Well, I hope not. I mean, he just worked too much. He was so desperate to get back in, to be selected again. But he went to Metabeta. Yeah, and Metabeta's the testing ground, isn't it? Where they make you or break you, see if you're ready for the next stage. When they sent him back, he thought it was all over. I wish I'd stopped him. No, it's not your fault. You don't understand, Aisha. Really, you don't. What's that noise? I, oh my, it's, it's, it's someone in the street. There's a woman outside in a car. Crazy looking woman shaking her head around. She looks out of control. <laughs> hey, I, I'm, I'm sure she's harmless. What is she doing now? Uh, I, I think that's meant to be dancing. She's not having a fit, is she? Not again. Look, I'm going to go and check if she's all right. Yeah, yeah, sure. That, that might be an idea. One minute. Just help yourself to more chai or something. Yeah, yeah. The house is empty. Time is short. I have to take my chance. I look for anything out of place. The kitchen is featureless. Uh, bottled water, health supplements, more chai. Upstairs. The bathroom, sterile and gleaming. Bins emptied, no medication. The bedrooms, almost identical, like cells in a row. Then, I come to Luca's room. I open the door and I stop. It's as empty as the others, but for a shrine. An old fireplace around which are glued pictures, cuttings, sketches, news reports. All of Richard. A collage of worship directed at one man. On a shelf above his bed, there is a figurine about six inches high with an oversized head. With its black polo neck, mop of white hair, pale face, it looks like Richard. I move over and tap it. The CEO of Metacorp bobs and nods at me, a beatific grin on his face. I flick the figure once more and he jerks and wiggles and finally topples. His head rolls and turns and plops at my feet. I look at the body, at the hole in Richard's neck. There is something inside and made of glass. I reach in, gripping it with my nails, pinching and drawing it out. A file in the palm of my hands. Inside are six white tablets, stacked neatly on top of one another. I slip it into my pocket and turn to save Shireen from whatever Livy is doing to her.
Aisha, I need you now. Come down to my office. Fenny, we're on our way back from Lucas. I found something. Some tablets. Never mind that. Aisha, they pulled your sample. What? What do you mean? You were supposed to hide it. It was already flagged up on Mark when I got the results through. In fact, you're not in the system anymore. I got a printout, but they've taken you off the database. Oh my God, this is bad. This is really bad. Uh, look, I, I don't want to talk on the phone. All right, look, um, meet me in my dad's van. I'll send you the map links to where he's parked, yeah? Hi, I'm Alexis Ohanian. You may know me as one of the co-founders of Reddit, but more recently, a large part of my identity is being a father to my wonderful daughters. In my podcast, Business Dad, I hope to open the conversation about working parents a bit. You'll get to hear from a wide range of business dads, from Rain Wilson and Guy Raz to Todd Carmichael and Shane Battier, to find out how they balance being a dad with a successful career. Business Dad is available now, so be sure to listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. It's starting to rain hard outside. I stoke the wood burner. Dad passes out tea. Livy slouches on the bed and Benny chews at his nails. He's skittish and out of place. Here, have this lad. It's Carver tea. <laughs> it won't bite you. What's it for? Well, you're a medical man, you should know. Nerves. Carver tea sells the nerves. <coughs> it's proper medicine. Mm. Nothing for me, Sal. I don't want anything to take the edge off. Can we just work through this, okay? Now, we're pretty sure that Luca didn't die at home, that it happened at work. And he was hiding pills in his house. So if it's drugs, that might explain why they're testing us. Oh, Drea was giving them drugs. Is that what you're doing? Are you giving them drugs for any boy? Me? Of course not. Anyway, why would Richard do that? To make you a lot work harder. And he was an old school raver back in the day. Did you know that? Means he might not be frightened of a few little pills. He's not going to be giving them anything illegal. Wouldn't put anything past him. It's not worth the risk. Yeah, he gets someone to do it for him, he would. Oh, right, and you know all about Richard Drady, Dad. But can we try and stay focused on what we do know? Let's try and work out why they pulled my blood test. You don't do drugs, do you? Can't be that. Hang on. It's because of your sickle cells. No, it's not just that. There's something else. What do you mean? There are a whole load of other things that they were testing for. You mean that you were testing for? Oh, Livy, just leave him. Right. Uh, well, first of all, they were pulling out samples based on their blood group. Blood group? What do you mean based on their blood group? I mean, like... Like, you know, how all our blood might look the same, but it's not. It has a very different identity. Like your cup of tea over here. It looks the same as my cup of tea, doesn't it? That's my cup of tea. Put it down. Sorry, right. Okay. But they both are tea, aren't they? Well, well that's rhubarb tea, that is. Yeah, see. and mine is a parver tea. Carver tea. All right, chill out. But look, that's like blood. They all have different identities. Yes, 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 please. This is obvious. Everyone knows about blood groups. What he's trying to say is that they pulled my blood because it's AB positive, which is rare, isn't it, Benny? Yeah. Only like one in 25 people are AB positive. So that narrows it. But then they did a PCR test to check out the HLA compatibility and then they pulled a second bunch of samples based on that. Wait, wait, what? You're talking science citizens, aren't you, Benny boy? Yeah, well... Well, come, come on then. Tell me about it and don't go on about tea, all right? We're not idiots. Well... <laughs> look here. On this paper, all this data, these are Aisha's HLA markers. They're like... like a genetic passport of her immune system. It's like how the body recognises itself. It defines who you are. You're not going to define me by my passport. Oh, shut up, soul. Look, so keep so talking, Benster. Right. If your white cells encounter something with the wrong HLA, the wrong passport, then bang, 
they attack it, reject it. They turn it out of the body. Harsh. It's how the body knows not to attack itself. And how it knows to attack anything from outside that might be dangerous. So, so they were looking for blood with an HLA like Aisha's, the same kind of identity. Right, that's and, it. And what you're holding there is like a photo fit of Aisha's immune system. Yeah, kind of. Right, then I'm going to use it to get her blood back. What do you mean? It belongs to Aisha. That is just so stupid, Livy. No, they shouldn't have taken it. I'm going to break in because look what I've got. You and security pass? Oh. Yeah, that will get me in pretty much anywhere, won't it? Oh, how did you get that? Well, when we were fighting in the street. Oh, 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 that is good. Oh, if they catch you, you are in so much trouble. <laughs> Don't care. I've got this cast and I'll take this. Hey, give that back. <sighs> I need this HLA thing to recognise Aisha's blood. You're crazy. I'll find it and then I'll return what is yours. No, leave come back. <laughs> okay, so I'm at the back of Metabeta at the moment. I'm just recording all this in case anything happens to me. Metabeta is out in the suburbs, faceless and designed not to be noticed. There is some security out front, so I can't get in that way, but... There is a large ornamental lake backing onto the complex. I can get in this way. I've got myself a top-notch dinghy here. That she bought from Argos for $8.95. It's covered in pictures from Frozen, but it'll do the job. It won't. She's now hiding in the water, beside the boat. Oi, what's that? She ducks into the cover of a patch of reeds and watches as the guard reaches out and drags her dinghy in. Oi, Rob, there's a kid's boat on the pond. Bastard punctured it. Bloody kids, mucking around. Bastard punctured my dinghy. She crouches in the water and allows time to pass. Okay, he's gone. I'm gonna make a break for the shore. There's a path up to the back of the centre. You and security pass in her hand. I just pressed the card up to the door. And it opens. I'm in. Long, empty corridors. Everything is really, really white. Doors line the walls. They are either locked or open onto insignificant offices. Nothing yet. There is a heavy door at the end. It's covered in warning signs. Which are a red rag to a girl like Livy. Ewan's card again. A long room, meat locker cold with rows of drawers lining the walls. Blood. This is it. Bags of blood. Labelled with barcodes and nesting against each other. There's water. 
15 packets. I need to work out a way of carrying them. She's found a case. A solid thing of metal with compartments that she fills with bags of blood. There's another door. Off on the side. The second room is colder still. Ice and more blood. The, the bags are on hangers this time and it, it's like... It's really frozen solid. Blocks. They've all got an eagle logo on them and, and data down the side. She checks the first one. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And finds a match. Aishas. She checks another. Two bags. And another. Three. Oh, wait. More. A whole room of... Aisha's blood. She looks up. A CCTV camera winks down at her. She fills the case and runs. came in at midnight. She wants to meet me in the morning. First thing in Cafe Nero in town. She's excited and proud. She has something to show me. All right, Aisha. When she blasts in through the door, the staff stop and stare. I found it, Aisha. Oh my God, look at it. Her hair is matted. Her clothes sodden and clinging to her. The whites of her eyes burn out through the mask of dried mud. She heaves a case onto the table. It's refrigerated. Its silver sides are filthy, and from inside there is a deep bass throb. I found your sample. I got it back. She flips the latches. In fact, I found loads of them. Inside there is blood. Look, here's one. And she lifts a bag, and a streak of red runs down her hand. Sorry, it's leaking. What are you doing? Aisha, this is your blood. Yours, and I'm giving it back to you. We are in Cafe Nero, Livy. Oh, put that away now before they arrest us. Let's get in the toilet now. Let's get you washed up, yeah? Clean your face. She scrubs blood off your hands, and I lift the lid to the case again. What are we going to do with this? We're going to take me down, Aisha. We're going to take the whole freaking company down with this. How, Livy? We don't know what this is all about. We just have to work out what they mean. Meta are in big trouble. No, they are not. We are. They can't get us as long as we have this case. The door shudders. Heavy blows. Hard, violent kicks. Who's there? Then a voice pressing its way through the keyhole. Open up! Open the door, girls! Open it now! And I know that we will never be safe again. Open it now or you can start beginning your regret. Blood Culture is written and produced by Lance Dan and featured the voices of Chetna Pandia, Bryony Afferson, Jack Claff, Nathan Bryan, Stephen Critchlow, Laura Martin Simpson, Tamdine Byrne, 
Anna Nguyen and Chris Gates. The music was by Claire M. Singer, Simon James and Michael Jakarczyk. The script supervisor was Lizzie Parkinson and the assistant director was Alan Gilchrist. The executive producer was Nick Ware. The story was by Lance Dan, Phil Connolly and David Wigram. Blood Culture was a Resonance 104.4 FM production supported by the Wellcome Trust. Ooh, okay, that was intense. It's kind of, it reaches the peak that is rarely reaching a Cafe Nero toilet. <laughs> <laughs> and, and thank goodness for that. I think we're all quite glad about it. So, yeah, that was actually recorded in a real grungy toilet next to the studios. Oh, like in an actual actual toilet yeah we were kind of uh, we had tam outside he plays ewan kicking at, uh, at the door uh chetna and Bryony were inside simon the the, the sound recorder was crouched on a toilet lid to fit in with a boom <laughs> mic uh, i think we had someone separately outside recording tam as well so it was like about six or seven of us i was directing in a loo but i remember that moment when you look around everyone and everyone's so focused on their jobs and doing their jobs and it's like oh i take you guys to the best places here you know the 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 glamour is rarely understood. <laughs> anyway, I think we should go back to the studio now. Fantastic. Uh, we have some uh, great stuff recording. I think you and I, Lance, were talking about Aisha and her character. Right. Let's let let's let's talk about Aisha. She seems a she seems a, a straightforward, decent, capable kind of person. Is that fair? She's someone who's kind of weighed down with too much responsibility, so that she's one of those people who had to grow up too quickly. Right, because her dad is is a bit of a lump. And she's been in a caring position from when she was very young, and that yeah. makes people make those decisions in life very fast. Right. She's She's gone the corporate route, even though it doesn't really fit her. And then when this... I mean, something's odd has happened with Luca, right? And well, she's him dying, yeah, that is reasonably <laughs> odd. Well... <laughs> She's the kind of person who's going to chase down that mystery, right? Not necessarily, because actual fact, I think in that world, you know, she can be people. She can be locked into dealing with her circumstances and keeping her father going and keeping herself going. And I think it takes Livy to kick her out of that. Yeah, Livy would kick anyone out of anything. Yeah, she'd kick her own grandmother out of a wheelchair. The reason that Livy got this case is because she looked at these samples, these these bags of blood, the kind of things you see hung up sort of above a hospital gurney, sort of plugged into people's arms. And she saw this this HLA thing. Well, this is where we can turn to our left, Dr. Christina. Hello. Hello, Christina. Hi. HLA. What, what Did Lance make it up? What's going on? HLA is a very real thing. And it is one of the things that make us very unique. Um, so every one of us has its own genome. Mm -hmm. uh, but every one of us also has, encoded by the genome, his own HLA. <clears throat> now, you can think of the HLA as a barcoding system uh, for every one of us. And it is something that is expressed by all the cells in our body. And they are proteins or little flags on the surface of the cells of our body um, in a certain combination. And this specific combination tells us this is us. It's like some sort of unique identifier. Yes. And is this used in normal kind of clinical and research situations? Well, it is used by us every day because and we have immune cells that fight all the pathogens that come from the outside. Uh -huh. But the immune cells don't fight our own cells. And this is because our immune cells recognize our own HLA and they know that's, so, we call it self. And so it okay. is friends and so it is fine. 
So it's actually, I mean, never mind how we as, as people might use it to kind of identify each other. The body uses it to identify itself and go, yes. this is me. I'm not going to touch it. Yes. Okay. You could think of our immune cells as cells that are really, really ready to attack whatever. They are very, very aggressive cells. Yes. And so it is very important to use the HLA to train them to recognize what is ours. In fact, as immune cells develop, uh, there is a huge selection of what immune cells we keep and what immune cells we throw away. And any immune cells that very strongly recognize what we call self-antigens yes. um, um, are eliminated. Now, this code, this safety system to stop our, our cells attacking ourselves, that's within our blood specifically. And the other thing that's in our blood are these red blood cells, which in terms of Aisha is where she's got a bit of a problem. Yes, because what Aisha has is a condition that is called sickle cell disease. And it is a condition that is caused by a mutation which is inherited from the parents. And um, this mutation makes a specific protein which is very abundant in the red blood cells to have a different shape. And because this protein is very abundant in the red blood cells, it ends up stacking up within the red blood cells in the wrong way. And mm -hmm. so it changes the shape of the red blood cells. I've seen pictures of red blood cells and they're, they're sort of sort of flattened donut, sort of they're, they're little round things. And presumably in somebody with sickle cell, they are sort of crescent moon shaped, I'm going to guess. Yes, yes, they are. <laughs> yes, they are. And now there is a very good reason why red blood cells have this flattened donut shape, yeah. because it allows them to have a very large surface. And so they can exchange oxygen um, very efficiently and they can bring oxygen everywhere throughout the body. But because they're so small and they have this shape, they're also quite flexible. And this mm. means that they can go through our capillaries. Which um, are the smallest little uh, they're the uh, smallest blood vessels, vessels that we have. Yeah. Yeah. where in fact the oxygen is given to the tissue and right. uh, the CO2 is taken back. Yeah, yeah. And um, they, they can flex a little bit to go through these capillaries yes. and, uh, and they can do so without really being damaged. But the sickle cell ones, because of the wrong shape, can't carry as much because they're, just, they're not that nice round shape. They don't have they're the surface like area. Nice tray. I, carry yes, that's right, Lance. They're a tray carrying. Yes, I'm Oxygen really glad you're body. here to help us with the sun. <laughs> and it's a chronic condition, right? It, we, we don't have an injection that will kind of pop out your red blood cells to the right shape or anything. No, you cannot really do that. The only thing that you can do is to receive transfusions. Right. And this is something that Aisha receives so, every and, once in a while. And, and that means literally replacing all the blood in your body with blood that's no, kind of come for us. It's just part of it. And it's okay. not necessarily replacing. It's just adding some healthy red blood cells, okay. basically, all right. to but, our blood. But we're still talking, you know, going to a hospital and having things plugged into your body. Kind of, yes. it's, it's, not, it's not a pill. No. So some, a worker in, in, in one of these companies, like I say, it's a chronic condition. They can maybe manage it. But it's going to be with them, and yeah. And they'd have to hide it, which is why, you know, Venny's hiding it and working with her to, you know, and that, that friendship. Right, why you've got that time. relationship. That's important for, for Aisha's survival at the company. Yeah, I don't think she's using him, but certainly it's necessary for her to survive. He seems to kind of help smooth that away. He's the one person in the company that she can talk to about it and be open about it, because he's slightly removed from the whole life and energy. He's, 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 he's not slightly removed from everything, I think, Lance. Yes. yes. <laughs> Well, there's only one way to find out what's going on, which is to come in next time. We'll see you then. Bye. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwein, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.